What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. What did you guys think about that brand new intro song? I'll bring it up a bit so you guys can really embellish in it. You know, choosing music for a particular show is probably one of the hardest things anyone can do. You know, you gotta you gotta consider a lot of things whenever you choose a song for a show. And then, you know, you gotta consider things like, uh, you know, what kind of culture are you talking to? What represents you? What gives it the vibe, man? And so I chose this one because the Miami Comedy Podcast has a little bit of Latin flavor to it. It's got that bassy tone, right? That sexy bassy tone. And it also is uh, from Miami. So uh, I figured this is a, this is appropriate. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I hope you guys are ready for another episode, huh? All right, all right, calm down, calm down. Jeez, who would have thought so many people would fit in my garage? Oh, curse and blessings, Jay Gloria, F1. Yo, happy post-Christmas, everyone. Uh, you know, choosing songs, I'm actually glad I'm, I'm getting the hang of this production thing. Um, so I, I, I got some things on here, okay? And I'm uploading different kind of sounds to it. And this particular introduction, uh, introductory song, I, I found it online. I, I, was, I was looking up, uh, like, what are websites that I can get, like, a song that won't cost me, you know, a ton of money? Because I would assume if somebody has, like, a studio and they're recording albums, uh, you would want to make it the least amount as possible to put it on your podcast without someone sending you an email later on. and be like, are you using my track on your podcast with 14 listeners? Huh? I'm so sorry. Please. Don't. I want your sponsorship money. I want the clothes on your back. And I want to take over the podcast. <laughs> and um, yeah, I found this song. Shout out to Pond5.com, by the way. I'm gonna, even though they're not sponsors, I want to give them a shout out because Pond5.com was where I found the song. And uh, it was really cool. You just write in like the mood you're looking for and then it just gives you some ideas and, you know, it was like, I think it was like 60 bucks, 70 bucks, something like that. And I, I, I liked it. I was like, all right, I gave an artist $70. That's cool. You know, that doesn't really work for uh, the comedy scene. You know, if, if you've got a good joke, you go up on stage or you go on a podcast and you say a joke, no one's going to pay you royalties for that. They're just going to steal it. <laughs> right? You can't copyright a joke. People just take it. What they do is then they just switch a word. They switch up a little word in your joke and then they say, oh, is that, was that your joke? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was your joke. We're I guess we just think alike. And the next thing you know, you're friends with someone that blatantly stole your joke. <laughs> oh, man, the, the, stand -up, the art of stand-up comedy, the art of joke writing is probably one of the hardest things to get into. Music. Music is where it's at. But you, you got to learn how to play an instrument. Yes, Yen, welcome. Brickle Batman. What's up, man? Uh, is that Dick Tracy on your shirt? No, it's a writer by the name of Burroughs, uh, beatnik writer. Hey, Adi. And uh, yeah, so when, here, I'll give you guys a little flashback. Back in my day, I used to love beatnik writers. I love the fact that it was a certain generation, right? Back in the 50s, right after the war, uh, right after the Depression, right? 
uh, there were a couple of artists out there that were just typing it up. You know, they were beatnik daddies, you know? Hey, everybody, we jazzing it up in this club. And then they start reciting poetry and they start talking about current events and they start, you know, for some reason they, they all were, <laughs> they all had sexual fantasies of, home, uh, you know, homosexual fan. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is like there were certain writers in that era that were really cool. But anyways, I digress. Um, what's up, Isaac? Hey, what's new? How are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, Adi, I just came back from a wonderful post Christmas shopping. Um, I went to Walmart and then I went to Target just just to get, you know, some things because I feel like the new year's coming and I, I got to level up. And sometimes the best way to level up is something that's open. So I went to a Walmart and um, I wanted to buy a stool for this show. Like I want to buy a nice stool. Uh, Walmart didn't have it. Um, Walmart's a fucking mess. You know, I mean, shout out to Walmart for being 24 hours of anything you want on the spot like that. There's nothing better than just opening a door and then you go out and you get something. But except a stool, I couldn't find a fucking stool at Walmart. Uh, so I went to uh, I went to Target instead. Uh, and, but then I found the stool there. It was eighty five dollars for a stool. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Target has stool. I went to Target for stools. It was $85. There's no way in hell I'm going to buy a stool for $85, man. Those things are disposable. All right, there's a reason they get thrown around at a bar. Can you imagine if you go to a bar and a fight breaks out and somebody throws your $85 stool? Fuck that. I, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to come off short. You're going to be losing money if you open a bar with $85 stools. Yes, Yen says Ross sometimes has them, but they're like, eh, that's all I need. I need a stool that I can sit on that will eventually break while I'm live streaming this podcast for the sake of the joke. All right. You guys would fucking love it. If I, if I busted my ass on my brand new stool live, huh? You guys would, you guys would absolutely enjoy that. You guys would probably be making clips out of it, posting it online and shit. Wow. Yeah. They're expensive. Yeah. Target target is like upper class target is next level. All right. If you go to Walmart, all right. And you think Walmart is not up to par. You go to Target, you can walk around and you can pick stuff up with your pinky up. OK, um, yeah. Target has a little extra level of class to it. Right. It's a little more organized. And also Target is really good at uh, branding with the colors and shit. Right. Like you walk in red everywhere. Every fucking where is red. It, it, it's like a, the Stanley in the, the Shining, the Stanley Kubrick movie, the Shining, when the fucking blood goes through the elevator. It's like everything is red. There's red orbs outside. All the workers are wearing red. It's like, do you guys, is someone in your, in your, is the CEO like sacrificing babies or something? Why are you guys obsessed with the color red? Okay. I don't know. Anyways, I'm walking around Target and I'm looking around and I'm seeing that like, yeah, man, this stuff is like way more organized. There's less of a bum rush of people there. It's just even the, the people that shop there, they're just more, you know, they're a little more classy. You just feel it. It's a different vibe. Uh, what's up, Karabad? Uh, F1 says, uh, open up a store and sell pieces of stools uh, you could put together little by little and call it stool samples. <laughs> All right, I see what you did there. Um, Adi says, uh, they're very low, though we might uh, just see the tip of your hair if you sit there uh, while doing the podcast. Oh, you're saying because I'm short? Is that a short joke? All right, All right back to back. Uh, uh, jokes here on the chat, everybody. Um, <laughs> so anyways, 
One thing I like about Walmart, though, is like if you ever want to go visit a brand new city, if you really want to like take in a sample of what a city is like, uh, go to Walmart. Every time I go, I visit a city, I go to Walmart and I look around and I look at all the faces there and I, I just get an idea of what this city is about. Right. Like that. That's what you should do as a tourist. You should go out to a city and actually start like looking up. Um, I don't know, like, all right, we got to go check out the museums. We got to see the mountains, right? I love to go see the mountains, open range. We got to check out the farms. We got to go to the nightclubs. We got to go drink at this famous bar. And I got a better idea. If you really want to soak in the culture of the city, why don't we go to a Walmart? (laughs) You fucking go to a Walmart, you will see the psychology of the city you're in. That's the best thing about a Walmart. You You don't have to go far. You don't have to spend tickets. You don't got to go to the theme parks. You don't got to go. None of that shit. Go inside of a Walmart any time of the day and just walk in and just look around and be like, is this what Boulder, Colorado is like? That's crazy. This Salt Lake City people. Look at this. Get the best sample of a city going to a Walmart. Social scientists could save millions of dollars of scientific data by just going inside of that. They don't got to do surveys. They don't got to do a census. Nothing. Just walk in and look at the people and be like, all right, I, I, I got an idea. That's true. If it's all messy and dim lighted, um, must be a bad neighborhood. No, not necessarily just if it's a bad or good neighborhood. It's just you just get a, a, an idea of the psychology of a city. Uh, if it's real shithole, you'll go to K, you'll get a Kmart. <laughs> Is Kmart still in business? Kmart, that's two Ks less than the people I would expect to see there. Oh, uh, just kidding. Uh, What Walmart did you go to? Man, there's just so many. Uh, There's so many in the area of Miami. You just walk walk into a Walmart. You don't even know which one you're in. They all look the same and they're all organized the same way. Uh, Kmart does not exist. I knew it. Kmart is out of business, right? Is Kmart... Still in business. That's the first thing. <laughs> is Kmart still in business? Kmart is still alive, but not well. Until very recently, Kmart operated over 2,100 stores in 50 states. Now only 34 stores remain. Um, uh, and the stores that remain are sparsely stocked and in desperate need of attention. Well, there you have it. Uh, Sears is the same way. Uh, Forbes says there are fewer Sears and Kmart stores left than you think. So there you have it, guys. Go shop at a Kmart. Go to a Sears, and uh, you know, pick something out of the aisles. Help out, help out big business. Yeah, I'm pro big business, right? Big Jish, AGB. Welcome everybody. How are you? Oh man, I left my tea on the other room. Perfect. I made a cup of tea specifically for this show, and then now um, I didn't bring it in. All right, whatever, whatever. I don't need tea to make it a good show. All right. Uh, but yeah, I like Walmart. I like Target. Um, they're just, it's just the convenience, man. I will, I will go risk my life to go get something that I need. Like if I need shampoo, I will wake up. Not even. I would just stay up. Right. And I'd go straight to, uh, straight to a Walmart at three in the morning. I'd go get shampoo just so I can have it ready at 8, 8 a.m. when I wake up. And I go in there, man. And it's just so it's just right there. It's so it's just in and out. So you can't you can't beat it. You know? Um, 
So I went to Walmart and I bought uh, skin product, uh, uh, male skincare products. All right. Now, now before you guys judge me, um, I just want to let you know that the reason why I had to go get male skincare products, because one thing that I've realized is that Pharrell looks amazing. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Pharrell, but that guy has looked the same since I've been in high school. Have you seen Pharrell before and now? How the fuck? I went on YouTube and I looked up Pharrell skincare and lo and behold, Vogue did a video of Pharrell talking about skincare and they don't teach us guys this. I don't know why they don't teach men how to take care of your fucking skin. I'm 35 years old. Now is when I'm hearing up about this thing. So I go inside of this Walmart and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get ideas. Like what can I put on so that I can look as handsome as Pharrell when I turn 50 years old? So I, I go in and I start like, you know, you, granted, you're not going to find like the, the products Pharrell was talking. Pharrell was holding up these products that look like, I don't know, man, like they, they look like they should be behind the glass somewhere. You know, like those areas in a store where you got to like call somebody up to like open the shit up to kind of like bring them out to you. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I want I want that uh, that diamond plated uh, bars with the uh, extracts of whatever the fuck. Because uh, Pharrell said that's the best. It's like, yeah, all right, that's $10,000. You know, that's the same thing you should do with skincare products. If you got high-end skincare products, you do it like it's upper shelf in a bar, right? It's like, I, I want that, uh, that whiskey right there. It's like, all right, you know, that's $300 a glass. That whiskey is 38 years old. It's the same thing with skincare products. You got to go in and you got to get top shelf. But did I go top shelf? No, absolutely not. Because I'm not the kind of guy that's going to obsess with it. I want a simple regimen that I can feel proud of. So here's what I did. Um, I just went for the natural stuff. I went for the fucking natural stuff um, because I don't, I don't want to put soap in my face that has like the toxic chemicals in it. Like, all right, you know, and shout out to the girls, man. You know, you girls always have the best fucking products, man. You go in, you got Neutrogena, you got Clean and Clear, you got all these things, and it's always the same photo of the girl splashing water in her face. There's not one guy posted in, in skincare products or if a guy's just like fucking, right, looking great. No, we got dirty faces. We're out there digging mines and shit, drilling for oil. Right, we deserve a clean face. So I was like, all right, where's, where's the clean stuff? And you'd be surprised what you guys can find deep in those shelves of a Walmart, right? You just go into the crevices of a Walmart shelf. You're bound to find something that's awesome. Okay, that's what's great. There's just so much product at a Walmart that if you just go past all the popular stuff and you go deep, you're going to find something. So I came across this thing called um, Africa. No, what was it? Egyptian magic. Egyptian magic. Dude, I pulled this thing out like it was an artifact. Okay. I pulled this thing. I, I felt like I was Indiana Jones just finding this thing. It's, it's called Egyptian magic face moisturizer. I swear to God, you look at this thing. It looks like it looks like it's made out of magic, right? It's, it's like you look at the, it, and the ingredients is like uh, honey, uh, olive oil, uh, beeswax. I don't know what the fuck else, but it's just like, whoa, this thing looks like it, it, it looks forbidden. Right. It looks like like, you know, you guys ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? You guys know, like when you when they open that thing up, a bunch of fucking fucking ghosts start flying around and melts that guy's face. I felt like if I were to open that up, a bunch of ghosts were to come out. But instead of melting my face, it moisturizes it with Egyptian magic. 
right? Oh man, the art, you, you go online and look up Egyptian magic facial moisturizer and you'd be surprised. You will be surprised on, on, on how this thing looks. Uh, anyways, uh, I got uh, I got that. I got a vibrating uh, uh, sponge. You guys ever seen these vibrating sponges? Uh, it's kind of like, it's like these uh, bristles on it. Um, I forget the product, Is it nylon? No, not nylon. What do they, what do you call those rubber uh, little nipples that stick out and like micro, micro latex, right? And I don't know, I don't know how to call it, but like, and it vibrates. And then what you do is you put like an exfoliant and, and you know what guys, you, you know who also has, uh, apart from the ladies, you know who also has amazing skincare products? Black folks. I'm sorry, African-Americans. <laughs> you guys have the absolute best skincare products, man. It's like the skincare products you guys want to get is the forbidden stuff, right? You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to get, uh, you don't want to get like the skincare products that looks like, I don't know, you know what? Not black and not just black folks, but also Asian folks, black and Asian folks. You guys have the best skincare products. It looks like you guys know what you're talking about, right? All the other skincare products just looks like they've been tested on animals. And then they just say, all right, it's good enough for the, the human beings as well. <laughs> Right. It looks like I look at some of these products and it, it just looks so like like it's so full of like toxins and fucking chemicals. It just looks like I know a mouse had to put that cream on its face before I put it on my face. <laughs> and, and I hope those mouses, those mice, I hope that even though they were abused by putting that cream on their face, I hope that their skin was so glowing. They got some extra mouse pussy before, you know, you know, because they look handsome. Right. It's like, hey, this cream looks good on me. Uh, I'm part of the uh, sexual chain now, you know, and I hope they made it. And I hope that, uh, you know, I, I wish the best for all the animals that were tested during these products. I hope you really got laid because your skin was extra fuzzy or whatever. You know, you try a shampoo on a bunny. The bunny, you know, has that shine. Next thing you know, he gets a couple of extra sex. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. A vibrating sponge. Yeah, this thing actually does look like a sex toy. I'm not going to lie. Um, this thing... This thing is like curved to the side, right? It kind of looks like that. And then it's got these little bristles on it, but it's, it's like hygienic bristles. It's not a, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like it vibrates and you put it on your face and then it starts like soaping it up. And then like, uh, I don't know. I, like my, my face is super fucking smooth, man. I feel amazing, right? I feel great with this. Uh, I should have done this years ago. My nose is cleared up. I don't have that red complexion here. Because, man, back in the day, man, uh, the way I scrubbed my face, I just put soap in my hand. I just, like I'm a fucking bear on the side of a waterfall. Just, right? So after buying these products, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel way better. I feel like I know what I'm doing. So anyways, uh, so immaculate. So I'm here like looking at, uh, at these facial products, and I'm looking at the stuff that has all the chemicals in it. And then there's like this forbidden area. Right. Like this, like, like you're an excavator, just fucking looking into, into this place and you go in and there's like these Asian uh, and, and, you know, Korean rice face, rice mask and fucking uh, Egyptian magic and Aztec secrets. And like, Oh shit. This is the, the forbidden artifacts of facial cleansing. Right. So I, I got this facial scrub, uh, you know, obviously targeted for the black market. Right. Cause <laughs> 
the only people that were that were like in the photos of these things are like the folks with the melanin is like oh radiant black skin i'd be like give me that and you look at the ingredients it's got like charcoal it smells like chocolate it, it just feels so natural right it doesn't feel it doesn't smell like melted latex it just has this natural little look to it and uh, I, I, I don't know, I just felt the magic. I felt like this thing was blessed by the solstice. <laughs> I feel like, oh, this is going to be it. I'm going to feel clean after this one. Um, anyways, so I don't want to make it like a big, uh, what's up, H. Kubiche? You're talking about male facial cleansing products. I don't know. Pharrell inspired me. What can I say? Uh, so I don't want to make it like a big thing, but I want to make it a routine. Right. I want to do this thing where uh, if I clean my face, I want it to uh, I want it to be easy. I don't want it to be a situation. Uh, have you guys ever seen the movie uh, American Psycho? You guys know when uh, Christian Bale is like they're taking a shower and he's like, I, I scrub my face with the finest lathering products and, you know, whatever. And then he's put on that mask. It's like sometimes I forget who I am behind the mask. Right? <laughs> I don't want to make this thing like a fuck. I'm doing a seance or a fucking uh, a prayer every fucking day where I'm cleaning my face. Just give me some fucking soap. Give me an exfoliant and give me a fucking scrub so I can clean all the shit off and then moisturize. That's it. In and out. Right. Because if they ever film a documentary on me, I don't want anybody to be like, all right, Manny, are you ready to uh, to carry out your day? Wait. Before you guys start filming, I got to go do my skincare routine, guys. All right, we're going to go into Manny's bathroom here. Let's take a look. It's like, all right, so I like to get this soap and I like to lather it up. And then I get this sponge and it vibrates, guys, right? And then you go, oh, my God, I feel radiant. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I just feel like, you know, if, if, you, if you make facial cleansing too much of a thing, I don't know. It'll feel, I, I don't, for some reason, I got this paranoid feeling that if I facial cleanse a little too much, what will end up happening is my face will automatically look like I, I got facial reconstruction surgery. <laughs> God damn, man, your skin is so smooth. It looks like you got surgery. What'd you do? It's like, I, I fucking put on cream every day, bro. Um, so yeah, three products in and out. What's up, Katarina? Uh, we're here talking about male facial cleansing products. Three products, in and out. I got a cleanser, an exfoliant, and uh, Egyptian magic. All right? What's up, Russ? I use those three in conjunction, and I feel like that's it. And enough. You can't, you can't go past three. Once you go past three, you've got a vanity issue. There's some narcissistic issues. If you use past a cleanser, if you use past an exfoliant, and if you use past, past a moisturizer, anything other than that, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what kind of narcissistic vanity issues am I going through that I got to get to the fourth fucking thing? You know what Pharrell, also, Pharrell suggested serum. And I'm like, all right, Pharrell. All right, moisturizer, I draw the line there. But fucking serum, you got to break a glass, right? It, it, this thing looks like nar narcotics. Have you guys seen the serum that people put on their face? It, it looks like drugs. It looks illegal, right? They look like little heroin needles. <laughs> You got to break the glass and you got to put it on like a vase. You put it on your fucking hand and just fuck that. Not going that far. Okay. Um, Leo, what's up, man? How are you? All right. Let's get to sponsors, everybody. We're on the 30 minute mark. Are you guys ready for sponsors? Awesome. All right. So this show is sponsored by my boy, Ellie Uvinas. 
Uh, he is a badass health insurance agent, helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, he's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him, Ellie Venus. That's E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com. Thank you, LU, for uh, subscribing once again for the third month. It's me, Gigi. If you guys have a, a healthcare routine, put it on the chat. Russ Oasis says he puts KY on my face. Oh, I get it. So when someone sits on it, you're all, oh, I get it. I'm not going to go into it. I don't want to make, make it too dirty, but I get it. Wait, wrong one. There you go. The Ace King, welcome. We're talking about skincare products. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it. That's all I got for the skincare part. Um, I don't know. I just woke up this morning. I cleaned everything in my house. I don't know, you guys ever felt so, uh, you guys ever felt so uh, anticipating of the new year that you kind of want to get your shit together? Apart from cleaning my fucking face. <laughs> oh, man. Apart from cleaning my face, I just wanted to do so much more, man. Like, I, I started really organizing uh, my garage. I started organizing the trunk of my car. Not saying that, you know, it was a mess or anything, but I kind of just want things in order. You know what I mean? Uh, it's me, Gigi says, uh, charcoal masks, that's my thing. Bro, I got this charcoal mask that smells like chocolate. I don't know what it is, man, but like natural products, those, those cleansers that are natural, they seem like they're forbidden. Like nobody has to know about those things, right? Too lazy to get up and go to the bathroom. Bro, I'm right there with you. AGB, I am right there with you, man. I know what you mean, bro. To do a whole routine like that. I mean, a routine alone is already bothersome. Like, oh, God, I got to run. I got to eat vegetables in the morning. Fuck, right? It's because you're doing something different. But when you do it long enough, that different then just takes over your entire life, man. If I have radiant skin every single day when I go live, you know what I'm saying? If I just look great, just walk in, my face is glowing like I'm a fucking angel. You know why? You know why I'm so uh, into this right now? You know what really inspired me? Frank fucking Sinatra. Have you seen that guy in, in the face? Have you seen his have you seen his eyes when he talks or when he sings or when he's doing an interview? Frank Sinatra has this look like he's fucking there. and He's awake. And he's fucking present. He just has this thing. Dude, that guy started an entire fucking industry. Vegas, record companies. That guy was killing it because he was there. He was present. He was in your fucking face. And then after all is said and done, he still would go up on stage and be like, doobie, doobie, doobie. Like, God damn it. That guy is amazing. I don't know why. Uh, you want to look radioactive? No, radiant. Radiant, bro. Uh, anyways, um, so I don't know what it is, but Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, can you find a better duo? They, they were, you know what the secret is, guys? You just got to be present. You've got to be present. If, if you're not present, you can't have that charm. You can't have that vibe, right? And Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, man, they were just always so fucking present, even when they were blasted drunk. I want you guys to look this up. I want you guys to go on YouTube, and I want you guys to look up Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin on the tonight show. And I want you to see how blasted those guys are. <laughs> Imagine how big you've got to be to go on a late night show and actually be drunk that they got to film overtime. Manny, I'm just saying I brought my head care routine to my room. Okay, good. That's good. AGB. I don't really have much of a head. Care. Uh, thankfully my hair is under control. 
Uh, if you guys want to hear my my hair routine, it's uh, I use this thing called Jason Two in One uh, conditioner and uh, and um, shampoo. Also, also you could find it on on the you know in Whole Foods and shit. So you know whatever you find on Whole Foods, I I think it's good enough, right? <laughs> That's what I put on. And then after that, I just put on some fucking matte uh, surfer hair. Uh, I don't know, style it, style gel or whatever. And that's it. That's all I need. When it comes to hair, I don't want it to be too, too crazy. Um, anyways, so Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, man, I, I was just studying those guys last night. You know, it's Christmas. You know what it's like, man. You, you hang out with family. You go have a good dinner. You got that belly full of fucking sangria and, and you know. Christmas dinner, you're just walking around like, oh, you want to go out? No, I'm good, man. Oh, fuck, I'm full. So I just sat down on the couch. I put on YouTube and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to look up a Frank Sinatra documentary. And then like, I, I mean, I've always known about his work, but like when you're 35, right? And you're about to hit 40, you look at Frank Sinatra and you see that he's been killing it since his 20s. You're like, fuck. There's one thing that really upsets me the most is seeing people absolutely crush it at such an early age, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I want to be a singer at the age of 20? God damn it. They're like, I wasted my days. Look at this guy. Right? So I was looking at Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, what they were doing. I, was, I don't know. It just was like, wow, you, you just have to be really present. And if you don't, you know, if you don't have a clean face, man, you're not present. <laughs> People kind of like disregard you. You could have something simple as like, so, like broccoli stuck in your teeth. Right? You can have a smear on the side of your mouth. Right? Yeah, somebody just fucking dandruff all in the cusp of their hair. That's and then you, people just like they just disregard you. It's like ah, you know. And granted, if I ever have that, please do tell me. I'm the kind of person that if you tell me, I'd be like, thank you. I don't even get embarrassed. Be like, hey man, you got something in your nose. Be like, thank you so much, bro. And then I try to wipe it off on him, right? Try to make a little joke out of it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, your face is just so important, man. It's like the first thing people see. Right. So that, that's why I woke up and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to clean my fucking face for the first time ever. <laughs> I'm going to clean this shit properly. And you know what? It, it makes a difference. I feel it. Anyways, I don't want to get I don't want to be the obsessed guy. I don't want to be the obsessed guy into all this. Um, another thing I'm anticipating next year, guys, is I'm going to be sober in 2021. And uh, when you're sober, man. You just got to count down the days. I mean, are you guys ready for the new year? What's up, Jay Money? You're here talking about 2021 and what you're anticipating. You guys, you guys ready for the new year? You guys ready for like one of the most historic events, which is the pandemic here in Miami. Or I mean, all over the world, really. One of the most historic events just happened this year in 2020. Terps, what's up? And now that we're going to go into a brand new year, no one knows what to expect. It's like, what the fuck is going to happen after that? Well, I know one thing for sure. I'm going to have that radiant fucking face. Whatever's coming my way. If aliens come, I'd be like, look at this fucking face. Huh? Next level shit. <laughs> oh, man. Just look at, the, look at my reflection on the monolith and be like, fucking yeah, bro. I'm fucking evolving. Uh, so 2021, man. What's up, Jess? 2021, man. I'm just anticipating a you know, brand new year. And one thing that's going to occur is I'm going to do another year of sobriety. Back to back. In case you guys don't know, this is how I do when, when it comes to sobriety. This is how I do it. I skip every other year. And I started doing this in 2016. So in 2016, I didn't drink. 2017, I drank. 2018, didn't drink. 2019, uh, drank. And then 2020, 
I didn't drink up until September, which was the year because I started early. Uh, so then I drank from September till now. And uh, I got to admit, man, I, I had so much fun from September to December. Uh, no, but even though uh, I was sober, I felt healthy, lost a lot of weight and all that. But all the fun happened at the end of the year. What's up, Pristine? At the end of the year is when I really started having fun, guys, because I was going out, having drinks, hanging out with my buddies. Huh? And uh, I don't know. Um, now, what's today's date? December 26th. Now, uh, I feel as if sobriety's coming down. I feel like, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, all the good times are about to end. Because I, I know what it is, man. I know what it's like. It feels like dread and delight. Hey, Matt. It feels like dread and delight when you know you're about to go sober for a while. I dread it because I know what it's like when no one calls you up to go out because of your quote unquote life choices. But then I'm also delighted because I don't have to see those people again. <laughs> Dude, go sober for, go sober for a month. Go sober for a month. Go, go do yourselves a favor. Do a little experiment just for 30 days. Go sober. Look at your fucking bank account. Okay. Look at your friends and what they're doing. All right. And then look at your fucking weight. Just, just go on the scale and just look at your weight. If you stop drinking, you'll at least lose three to five pounds in 30 days. I swear to God. I swear it. Try it out. 30 days, no drinking. You don't even got to go to the gym. You don't got to exercise. You don't even got to change your diet. Just stop drinking. Go to the fucking scale and be like, I lost fucking five pounds. Drinking for some reason just gives you that extra. It's just that extra little gut. I don't know how to explain it, man. You miss her and you know it. <laughs> I miss the alcohol. Well, no, I, I drank last night. I'm probably going to drink tonight too. My point is this. Um, I've got five days left. Five days left before I go uh, full on sober for a whole year. So now I got to double down and get fucked up. You know, uh, can't get accepted at your club if you don't get drinks for yourself. Yeah, I can. Yeah, of course I can. I just, I can buy an old duels. Oh, you, the, the face people give you when you buy old duels. I think Heineken also came out with a non-alcoholic beer. It's like, hey man, do you have a Heineken? And shout out to Heineken because Heineken, Heineken gives you a bottle that hides the fact that you're sober. So shout out to Heineken for coming out with that 0%. Uh, it's like, you know, you go up to the bar and you go, yeah, can I get a Heineken zero? I think it's called Heineken zero. And then they just pull out this bottle. It's fucking, it's a hidden bottle. Okay. And it, it, it looks like it's a Heineken bottle, but if you look closely, it says Heineken 0% alcohol. And you're like, thank you, Heineken. Because I get this guys, check out the, the, the psychology of sobriety is fucking weird because for some reason, if you're talking to somebody at a bar, if you're on a date, if you're at a club and you don't have a drink in your hand, people think something is wrong. Why don't you have a drink? Why, why don't you have a drink in your hand? Can I buy you a drink? Is there a reason why you're not drinking? But if you walk around with a drink in your hand and you just start socializing with people, you just get much more accepted. Hey, people like just accept you. Hey, man, yo, what's good? Hey, what's up, man? And then you walk up and then, you know, that's if someone has a bottle in their hand. But if you don't have a bottle in your hand, you're like, yo, what's up, man? What's wrong? Why ain't you lit like us? Lit like us. Lit like us. And then the whole club and the whole bar starts singing along. Lit like us. Lit like us. 
Lit like us. And if you don't do it, you might as well <laughs> call the bouncer. Get, the, get this guy out the fucking club. What are you doing, man? What are you doing is being sober around here? Sober and responsible. Get the fuck out of here, man. We don't want, we don't want your kind. <laughs> you can actually be discriminated by party people for being sober. Huh? What's up, not a gypsy, Sergio? I'm doing six months, no alcohol. Good shit, cursing blessings. Go hard. Lit and avoid people that want to get you lit. All right? Avoid those people. Those people are going to fuck your shit up. Lit like us. Lit like us. Hold them down. Hold them down. Hold them down. <laughs> pour, pour, pour a shot down his mouth. Somebody get a tequila shot ready. Oh, shut up. Open your mouth. Open your fucking mouth. They'll force you to have a drink. You're not drunk like them. Oh, oh, I can just imagine. Uh, what other New Year's resolutions do you have? Uh, become vegan, man. No, I'm going to go vegan in March. So I started eating hardcore meat, Adi. I started eating a lot of meat, uh, like 100, over 100 grams of protein a day. All right? Over 100 grams of protein a day. And um, bro, I, I can already feel the like the, the the weight coming in, so I got I run a thousand cal I run a thousand calories a day, right? To kind of keep the weight down. You guys ever eaten so much that you start sweating? Oh, that's next level eating right there. You guys ever been like a Benny Hanna's, right? And you just people just start serving you food. And you ah, keep it coming. Ah, we we need more rice. Ah, to go uh, swordfish steak. Yeah, bring all that shit. You start eating, and then you're just like, fuck, it's so good. And you just start sweating. How much you're eating, you're like, oh, you feel like a king, just in a kingdom, just fucking passing out, your crown tipping over and shit. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, you just are sweating, right? And so I'm at, I'm at the stage in my life where I'm just eating so much protein to make up for the, the, the five months that I was vegan. Uh, so now I'm eating protein. I feel good. I feel like, you know, feel like I'm, catch, I'm getting weight in all the good places. But then after... I already feel the gut kind of filling up, right? Like I feel the side, the, the, what do you call them? The, um, the love handles coming back. So in March, I'm going to go vegan probably for another three months. I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain it. I kind of, kind of got everything all organized, you know? Um, so look from, from January to February, I'm going to be working five. I'm going to be working out with my trainer five times a week. All right. Just fucking lifting those weights. Ah, right. Fucking the pain, the pain. I'm going to do that for two days, two months, right? 60 days, just every day, you know, five times a week, hitting the gym, right? Eating a whole shit ton of protein. And then I know I'm going to get fat, but with extra muscle. So then in March, I'm going to go back to three times a week and I'm going to start eating vegan and tofu and shit, eating fucking sweet potatoes. Ah, bring the vegetables. Ah, fuck. Right. But then I'm going to look all cut and swole. Right. You got to build up. You got no, they call it the bulking phase and then the cutting phase. Right. It's almost like a, it's kind of like the Hulk. Right. But like imagine the Hulk can only become the Hulk for a certain time, <laughs> for a certain period. I got the Hulk for three months and then I got two months of just being Bruce Banner. Hey, why don't you turn into the Hulk? I can't. I'm vegan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like that. All right. Sorry. Um, all right. Let's wind it down, guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of got a lot off my chest. 
kind of wrote some stuff down here. Uh, I want to I want to make uh, the Miami Comedy Podcast a really cool thing for you guys. So expect a lot of content in 2021. Um, so uh, I don't know. I'm just really excited for uh, what's to come, and I'm excited for what you guys have to come for yourself. Like, what are you guys going to be doing? Whatever it is, I'm sure it's amazing, right? Everybody's going to do some cool shit next year, and uh, yeah, just make sure it's a great year, man. 2020 was fucking weird, right? 2021 is going to be better. Go out, do your thing, everybody. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Do some outro music. Look at this. So tomorrow, 6 o'clock, every day we go live, right? Every day-ish, we go live. Uh, go to MiamiComedy.com slash group. Go in the virtual comedy club we're building up. Because once we have a lot of people, we're going to start uh, bringing in some other comedians to perform. We're going to start doing some shows, some virtual stuff. So you guys can be expecting a whole new era that is Miami comedy. All right, guys. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>